Do you need help protecting your finances as you enter retirement? David Dickens of KC Financial Advisors has got you covered. Welcome to the Cover Your Assets KC podcast. Well, hello and welcome to another edition of Cover Your Assets KC. Walter Storholt here with David Dickens, President, Wealth Advisor at KC Financial Advisors. Find us online at CoverYourAssetsKC.com. David, great to be with you this week. What's going on in your world? Well, it is snowing again, Walter. It's again? February in Kansas City, and you Tell know, it to you stop, just can't David. predict Come it. on. <laughs> you know, we got a big snow last, um, so last Tuesday, no, last Thursday. It's seven, eight. My house had drifts bigger than my little residential snowblower wanted to blow. <laughs> oh, they, they, those and things have a certain capacity, right? Where they just kind of give up? They do. And mine is about six to eight inches, and there were some drifts that it's looked at it and goes, nah. I'm not doing that. <laughs> oh, too funny. Well, at least you, you got a little bit of the way cleared, it sounds like. Actually, I, you know, I, I stuck at it, shut off my computer about three in the afternoon that day, and went out and just started pounding away at it. And before dark, I was done. Well, not too bad then. Is uh, today's storm just as bad or a little bit, uh, little bit less? No, actually, this is just flurries. And, it, you know, the ground is ever so slightly white. It just caught me off guard. I haven't been paying attention, I guess. Cause <laughs> those those are kind of the fun days of winter, right? When you just get just a little storm to move through, just like uh, if it were the summer, just a day of sprinkles or something like that. Just a, a nice little dusting just to coat the things, but doesn't disrupt everything. That's a nice yeah, event. I'm, yeah. I'm good with this deal right here. Yeah. And frankly, the one we had last week, well, by Saturday, it was 60 degrees. So, you know, it all melted away pretty quickly, but... Yep. yep. We'll, we'll, be in, we'll be in shorts and a t- in t-shirts soon enough, David. Yeah. Seems like a ways away. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe a little longer, but uh, we'll be complaining about the heat a couple episodes from now, I'm sure. <laughs> well, we've got a great episode on the way today. While it's uh, snowing outside, David can uh, relax indoors and uh, host a podcast with us. Some a little different for our audience today, David. We're going to be talking about what they're saying. What is the most important part of retirement planning? You know, I think we should all realize that planning for retirement, especially if you're going to try and do it on your own, it's relatively complex. I mean, you've got a lot of different moving parts and factors to consider, and you adjust one variable, it impacts the end result. Uh, But is there one part of the retirement planning process that is the most important? Can we simplify it that much? That's kind of the question that we're asking on today's show. And so to kind of take a different approach here, David, what I did was uh, went through the, the, the interwebs and uh, looked for several <laughs> opinions on the topic from across the Internet from various, quote unquote, experts in the financial markets and world. And I'm going to throw you their, their thoughts and their quotes uh, on this question, kind of, and see what kind of advice you can give us out of all of these other opinions. All right. We'll take a swing at that. All right. And of course, I will save the question directly for you for the very end. What's the most oh, important well. part of retirement planning? <laughs> good. So get, get I'll ready. have a good answer by then. Get ready. Uh, you, you can choose one of the ones that we're going to give on the show today or, or come up with your own. Feel free. All right. So first one uh, comes to us from uh, someone named Tom Mark of Jocelyn Rhodes. Uh, he said, the most important part of retirement planning is deciding what you want to do with your time. So, you know, I've heard that in the reading that I do in industry publications. But honestly, I mean, that is important. But most of my clients didn't retire with some huge vision of what the, you know, the second half was going to be there. I read a book called Second Half and it's cool. And, you know, most of my clients didn't do that. And they're perfectly happy. They don't have a second career. They don't have this massive philanthropic bent or the other et cetera's you can put behind, you know, having a plan for your retirement. Most of them just look forward to traveling, 
visiting with family, hanging with grandkids, and, and basically the lack of structure because they had a structured life for so long that they kind of just look forward to not necessarily knowing what every day is going to bring. And, you know, they plan a vacation. Well, they're going to plan that. They're going to plan the heck out of that. But kind of letting it, letting retirement roll is the vast majority of my client base. And so I would say that I would not agree that the most important part of retirement planning is deciding what you're going to do with your time. I think it, you know, your life kind of can take that over and that can be a perfectly great way to spend your retirement. Definitely agree with you. It seems like an interesting part of retirement planning, what you're going to do with your time. But seeing my parents getting ready to retire, I know I talk about them here occasionally on the show, and they're a little less than two years out from the date. My mom's plan is exactly what you described, to have no plan. She's like, I want one year of no plan. I want nothing. I want to do nothing, literally. I've been a workaholic my entire my entire adult life. I want to do literally nothing for a year. Dad's a yeah. little more like, okay, maybe for a month, but then we're going to want to have something to do. So well, how many they, retired people have you, talk, have you heard say, you know, I'm busier now oh, yeah. than I was when I was working? Absolutely. I, my grandmother, um, before she had some uh, most recent health troubles, I mean, she was president of the Lions Club, volunteered for Meals on Wheels, you know, led the led the ladies group in her neighborhood. Like she just always had something going on. And then as you get older, I guess, and you know, the, the old joke is you start adding all your doctor's appointments become, you know, <laughs> big activities of the day. So even then you're still staying really busy. So yeah, it's really funny to, uh, to kind of see how that shapes up in retirement. All right. So slight disagreement with that one, not being uh, the most important thing. Uh, what about Ron Lieber of the New York Times? He said, the most important advice about saving for retirement is this, start now. Yeah, so I'd actually go with that. Um, no, that that's a good candidate. We'll, we'll put that one at the top of the list. That is very high on my list. And that's whether you, you know, we got 20-somethings listening to this podcast. We have 60 and 70-somethings listening to this podcast. If, it's, if you're 70 and you're starting well, <laughs> definitely start yesterday. But I think it's super important to to take a stab at the plan early in your 20s. You know, visualize and dream a little bit about what's it going to be like and when do I want it to happen and and how much am I going to need and how much I'm going to have. That doesn't mean you have to screw down the calculations real tight, but starting now to me, uh, and if you listen to our first two podcasts of the year about New Year's resolutions for for financial stuff, it, it, all, it kind of boils down to starting early to live below your means save systematically. You know, that might be your 401k or your IRA if you don't, if your company doesn't offer a 401k with the initial goal of saving 10% of what you make and all that stuff starting early makes a huge difference. I know I've said it on some podcast in the last year or so, but you know, your maximum IRA contribution is six grand, which is 500 bucks a month. And if you start that, and and let's say the money grows at 7% a year and you're going to retire at 65. So if you start that at 45, age 45, that gives you 20 years. And if you save six grand a year, you're going to end up with 260 grand, which, you know, that's a nice little nest egg. But if you start 10 years earlier with the exact same amount of, of withholding, instead of 260 grand, you have 610 grand. And if you start as a 25 year old with all the same things, you're going to have a million three. So just starting earlier and letting the, the, Miracle of compound interest, as Albert Einstein described it, um, and just living below your means, you can make 
a pretty nice retirement for yourself without doing anything spectacular. And so, yeah, I think uh, when time is on your side, boy, you can, I don't know, no more analogies, but the one I'm thinking of was you can eat an elephant in a lot of small bites, but it'll take you a long time. Nice. I like but that. But if you try to eat that elephant all at once, whoo, that's almost insurmountable. Yep. All right. So we'll uh, put that as a good candidate for maybe the final answer. Very of, good uh, candidate. What, what, what's the most important part of retirement planning? Uh, here's another one for you. Now, this one comes to us from Robo Advisor Betterment. Now, I don't know if this is someone who works for Betterment or if this was the Robo Advisor itself who wrote this. So <laughs> this could be robot advice. I'm not sure. Uh, how much you would like to spend during your retirement is the most important driver of your retirement plan, but it is often the hardest part to predict. So that is very true. Uh, it is super hard to predict because you're some of the things that you're going to come upon in retirement, kind of like in your working life, are just unexpected. They're surprises. They are impossible to predict. But what you can do is put together a plan that has a lot of those what if things built into it. So I was I was talking with a prospective client just this morning, and uh, she's retired. She's she's been a homemaker for most of her life. And he, uh, engineer, he's um, 70, and they are getting to the point of figuring out, well, what do we want to spend in retirement? And so as we were building in, I built a little bit of a plan just to, so they'd kind of see what it would be like to work with us. And one of the things I mentioned is, you know, with most of my plans, I build in some long-term care that one of you, two of you might need when you're, say, 85. And to have those kinds of things built into your plan, whether you, you may not need them, but if your plan can withstand those types of things, then you have a pretty solid plan. So putting in the, it is really important to have an idea to be able to write down how much you think you're going to spend in retirement, not in your 20s and 30s and maybe 40s, but certainly when you're, when you're 50 and you're starting to craft a, your real plan, you want to be able to predict what lifestyle you want, because the lifestyle you want to afford, the lifestyle you can afford has everything to do with how much you've saved. If you've been a crummy saver, you're going to have a lot fewer choices in retirement. If you've been a good saver, then you get to dream a little bit and say, you know what, we could, we could maybe do this. And that's where the detail plan comes into place. And you kind of need to know what do we want to spend in retirement? And that'll help you drive to how much do we need to save for retirement? I like that. So this is a good one. Uh, not not pretty quite, good. Not quite as high on the list, maybe as the uh, start now one. Might be second place, but second it's pretty place. good. All right, good, good. All right, Julia Kagan of Investopedia said a proper portfolio allocation that balances the concerns of risk aversion and return objectives is arguably the most important step in retirement planning. Well, I appreciate Julia adding the term "arguably" because. <laughs> It's not necessarily what I put in the list, but it is super important. Um, so here is where I would go with this. You need to have the goal. I think the goal with asset allocation is to make sure that the balance of stocks versus bonds you have, risk versus you know stable, is appropriate for your risk tolerance to keep you from doing something emotionally during market downturns that end up being harmful to your plan. So, you know, right now we're in the middle of a market downturn and the market is down. Uh, S&P is down as of last night, eight, almost 9%. NASDAQ's down more than 14%. Well, those happen all the time. 
But if you're getting carried away emotionally with, oh my gosh, this could be the big one. Well, I mean, it could be the big one, but I'm confident it's not. If an 8 or 10% drawdown of your retirement funds because the market had a pause, if that causes you to react emotionally such that you sell when the market's down, then you did a poor job of measuring your risk tolerance and then allocating your assets toward your risk tolerance. So I'd say this is really important. I'm still not sure. It wouldn't be my top one, but it's really important. Right up near the top of the list, another good one from Julia Kagan. But could, I feel like I'm announcing the, the Olympics, is... the Olympics almost here, David. Since those just wrapped up, it's like when the bobsledder comes down and they're like, "Oh, almost a medal yeah. finish, but not quite." Not this quite. is like a bronze or a silver medal, I'd say. Okay, all right. So up there, the, on the podium, then at least. Yeah. All right. A uh, financial advisor in Minnesota said your retirement plan may be missing the most critical piece how to make your retirement genuinely fulfilling. Well, so I'll bet that different personality types would rank this differently. But based on the experience I have with my client base, this would not make the medal podium in our Olympic analogy. So I would say, eh, not so much. I don't really have any unhappy retired clients. Frankly, I think I can say that universally. I do not have any unhappy retirement clients. Maybe it's because they all have money. So, you know, um, money doesn't create happiness, but <laughs> anyway, I don't know which, which biblical analogy I'm going to use here. But what I do find is that if you have money, some of those other unknowns can cause you to um, not have a retirement that is genuinely fulfilling. So those things might be when, your sp when a spouse dies, or if you don't have a spouse, when a lot of your circle of close friends dies, and the loneliness that comes with that. Now that can really detract from your retirement being fulfilling. A second thing I can think of, because I see this in my client base also, is when your health fails, or if you're married, when one of the spouse's health fails, that dramatically impacts what goes on in your retirement and how fulfilling that is. So I don't see many of my clients who have a significant search for significance after their work life because they have money, they have a spouse, they have a circle of friends, and they have their faith and their, and their health. But when one of those last things starts to fall away, that's really what causes a retirement to feel less fulfilling. Not necessarily that you didn't plan for fulfillment before you retired. Did, that, did I just make sense? I did, yeah. This is kind of like the episode we did about the uh, known unknowns and the unknown knowns or whatever that one was. That, that, the, the, it's the unknown unknowns that are the killer. That's right. That's right. I, I knew you'd help us out, bring it home there. <laughs> All right. Last one for you, and then it'll be your time for the stage, David, in this question of the most important part of retirement planning. Uh, Mark Holbert of MarketWatch said, picking the right planner and advisor can make all the difference. So as, a, as an advisor and planner, I guess I should say, oh my gosh, this right. Mark Holbert it nailed it. Lean, in, <laughs> lean into this one. <laughs> but so I think it's important. And I think if you're going to use an advisor, I mean, you may be the world's greatest do-it-yourselfer. And I say, good for you, because personal finance is not something that's taught in college. And a lot of really smart people don't pick it up over their lifetime. That's medical doctors, that's engineers, that's 
scientists. That's all kinds of really smart people who just don't pick it up or they don't have an interest or, you know, it doesn't work in their brain. But so what I would say is if you're going to have an advisor or a planner, I think they really have to understand a couple things, making your money last and helping you understand how your money is going to last and how you turn your retirement assets into a retirement paycheck. That's one. I think they also need to understand the impact of taxes on you in retirement, because there's a lot of ways where the government gets into your pocket that they don't have to. So if they understand those two things and they have a good basic understanding of estate planning techniques, you know, there's, there's really no substitute for having a good estate planning attorney. But when your advisor understands estate planning basics and maybe just a little beyond the basics, I think that's really important too. So going with our, with our Olympics, I would put this on the medal stand, but I don't, it wouldn't be the gold medal winner for me. All right. Well, I'm hoping your entry will be the gold medal winner, David, because <laughs> we've had a lot talk about being near the top, some podium finishers, but no gold medal awarded quite yet. So how would you answer the question? What's the most important part of retirement planning? Well, last time I checked, I'm awarding the gold medal. So I think this is definitely going to be the gold medal winner. <laughs> <laughs> There's no conflicts of interest in this version of the Olympics. <laughs> Absolutely not. It. So for me, it's all about starting early. And that's a two-pronged thing. And I, I think I basically uh, gave the New York Times guy uh, the same props on his suggestion here. I think you need to start early with your savings. And that just means at your first job, or maybe your, your third year of your first job, but when you're in your 20s, you have to start saving systematically because that's how you're going to feather your nest. As your income rises, your percentage maybe stays the same or goes up. But starting early, there's really no replacement for that. And then secondly, I think it's really important to start planning early and dreaming early and visualizing early. Because if your dreams are big enough and your visualization is clear enough and your savings is good enough, well, maybe you get to age 50 and you're done. And you're either retired or my personal favorite is work becomes optional. And boy, when work becomes optional, <laughs> it becomes so much more pleasurable because, you know, eh, if I decide I don't want to do it in 30 or 90 days, I just don't do it. But when you are working for a living, when you're working to pay the bills and the mortgage and save for that retirement, it's a lot more of a, of a burden than when you're working because you want to. So starting early in my, in my world, that is the gold medal winner and the two prong approach, saving early, and planning early. You just that's going to get you to where you want to go almost regardless of what life throws at you. Helpful uh David to get your perspective on top of all of these others that we'll call it a photo finish between you and and <laughs> and, uh, and Ron of the uh, New York Times. Uh, very very close results there. So I'm going to have to start reading his stuff. He must be pretty smart. Yeah, not bad at all. Uh all of this was pretty good advice across the board, but just Agreed. The winner of the most important advice uh, goes to, to Ron and David. How about that? There you go. Fantastic. Well, if you need some help planning for your retirement, for your financial future, that's why David Dickens is here to help give you some of this information on the podcast. But as always, if you want to talk specific guidance and advice about your plan, 
Best way to get in touch is to inquire about David's CPR process. That's a complete planning review that you can get of your financial situation and your retirement plan going forward. Uh, Call 913-317-1414 to get in touch. 913-317-1414. Or it's as easy as going to CoverYourAssetsKC.com. And we put the links to get in touch and information that you need in the description or the show notes section of today's show. So check it out there. David, thanks for the help and uh, having some fun with us on today's episode. And I understand we've got some great listener questions lined up next time around. We do. So that was a fun. That was a fun little um, little excursion that you took us on there. And I think we have. Um, I'm trying to narrow it down to three different uh, listener questions for next week. So those are always some of my favorite shows, and hopefully we'll come up with a good one. I'm sure we'll have a couple of good ones on the docket for sure. Well, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to everybody next time right back here on Cover Your Assets, KC. Investment advisory services offered through ChangePath LLC, a registered investment advisor. ChangePath LLC and KC Financial Advisors are separate companies.